everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. I'm the director of the show, Jeff Moreva, and I'm here with our host, the incredible, the great, <laughs> Robert Birch. Uh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot to live up to this episode. Yeah, oh man. Ooh, a little intimidating there. Yeah. No, no you're fine. Um, so this week, um, a great musical. Um, yeah. Funny thing happened on the what way to the, the forum. Um, just a great movie, 1966. Um yeah, I mean, just just huge Broadway hit. Huge Broadway hit. I have to say, I'm a little partial to the stage version. Yeah, I like some of the songs that they took out for the movie, right? And, and, and that, but and I've also seen the stage version several times. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, so I'm a little partial to the stage version. But the movie is still great. Um, I mean, you know, it's great. It was on like the top 100 comedies of all time, and. Uh, Have you ever, every did, list that can be on, it's on, you know. Did you run technical for this? Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course, I was there. <laughs> of course. So, yeah, so, um, so yeah, this coming Saturday at 9 o'clock, funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Well, that set us up a little um, bit. So, um, you know, it's, it's always thought of really as a zero mustel. Yes. Um, um, play and film. Yeah, he originated the role on Broadway. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's almost impossible to think of somebody else doing the role. Yeah. Right? I mean, um, but uh, so he plays a uh, conniving, scheming, uh, you know, Zero Mostel character right. um, who is trying to get his freedom by um, uh, uniting his his owner, his master, with a consort. Yeah, and um, uh, you know, then it's it's almost like a Moliere play. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, people coming in and people going out, and yeah. little subplots, and uh, to to drive the uh, to drive it, it, it all comes together it in, does. in great hilarity. It does. It's a great film. Um, if you haven't seen it. Tune in. If yeah. you've seen it, watch it again. <laughs> if if you haven't seen it after you watch the movie, I would highly recommend finding a stage version of it somewhere that's being done and, and see it because it's 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 just a great stage. It show is as very sixties. Well. It's very it is. Yeah, of it's course, very yeah, 1960s. It, is. it is. But man, it's still just hilarious and great. Yeah. But um, and that adds to it, I think. It does. It does. Um, I didn't know the. Um, I didn't know it was only open on Broadway for two years before the movie. I thought for some reason it was open earlier. I thought it was yeah. like in the 50s. Well, they but wanted it, to, you know, strike while the iron is yeah. hot. Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah, so the theater, the, the Broadway show premiered on May 1st of 1962 uh-huh. and uh, won the 1963 Tony Award for Best Musical and Best Book. And right. Several, I think, uh, Zero Mostel won a Tony for it. And, oh, yes. Yeah. Well, actually, and every... every, uh, every Everybody yeah. that has played Sudeless on Broadway has won the Tony for Best Actor. Yeah. Um, even Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander, Nathan Lane. Right. Um, Phil Silvers. Phil who, Silvers. Who's different part in this movie. But, but, it was but 1972. He did he the did. revival, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, every single actor who has opened the role on Broadway yeah. has won Best Tony. Yeah. Our best actor for Tony. I mean, that's just crazy. Phil Silvers, uh, he was offered the role earlier yeah. than that, but... He was afraid that, um, you know, because he didn't think that in the film he couldn't wear his glasses. He thought that they wouldn't let him wear his glasses on Broadway either. And he was afraid that he would, you know, what, walk into the orchestra pit or something, you know, some sort of uh, onstage accident (laughs) because he couldn't see. He needed those glasses. They weren't just his 
his yeah, signature they, uh, look, but they, they were also actually needed know, them, yeah. desperately needed them. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about Buster Keaton in this movie, because I didn't know that this was his final film. Yeah. I didn't know he, like, he died literally a month after it it premiered. Right. Uh, well, you know, he did all the silent films, he did all his own stunts. Back, You know, he was a huge star in uh, oh, yeah. the 20s and 30s. 30s yeah. And, um, you know, he didn't do well with his money. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, he worked some in television and he did a few. Ro- I mean, he's in Beach Blanket Bingo, for God's <laughs> sakes, on with uh, Annette Funicello uh, and Frankie Avalon. Right. <laughs> right. And uh, but, you know, luckily he he goes out on this note yeah. you know, because this is, you know, a beautiful film oh, for yeah. him. And uh, one of the things I was reading while he, when he did his own stunts, he used a stunt double a lot in this movie because he was in poor health and yeah. stuff. But um, the tree branch bit, where he like runs into a tree branch and then falls backwards, apparently he he redid that from his uh-huh. silent movies. Redid well, he had that been bit. doing that. Uh, you know, his family was in the vaudeville. Yeah, and and he at like uh, age two, he's on on stage and yeah. he's and doing these Pratt falls and these these uh you know because he had that deadpan face yeah he never reacts to um his tripping over something or you know a house falling down around him right uh you know he just he just kind of has that curious look yeah and so he was famous for that and you know so when he tries to do it on the set for this film at the age of 70 uh, really worried Richard Lester and the right. other uh, staff members. You know, yeah, they thought he, they killed him. Or yeah, they could, could die. They <laughs> yeah, could break what, something what really doing, easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about Richard Lester for a minute because Richard Lester has directed a couple of my favorites uh-huh. um, because I am a gigantic Beatles, Beatles fan. I'm a huge Beatles fan. Me and, too. Um, he did Hard Day's Night and Help. And those were among his... Uh, he did a few early TV projects Yeah. Um, for the BBC. But uh, his first film, uh, well, not his first, his second film, is A Hard Day's Night. So you go from, you know, that kind of uh, beginning, and then you're working with the biggest band at the hottest moment in their careers. Yes. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's got to be intimidating and, you know, the enormous opportunity, of course, that, that it was. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I think that would be awesome just to work on anything to do with the Beatles. So, but <laughs> well, let alone to do two of them. And, and obviously they liked him the first time, you know, they brought him back for help. these pictures uh, of him with the Beatles, you know, uh, yeah. uh, he's there with his camera, of course, but he's, you know, uh, clowning around on set with John Lennon and, um, you know, in a little conference with Ringo Starr. And <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, great yeah. opportunity. Um, so speaking of music, the music from this show... So, I love the movie, but I'm right. a little annoyed that they cut out so many songs from the stage show. Right. I mean, All of the songs, just about. Oh, my, a lot of them. Yeah, right. I mean, a ton. And then they wrote a couple for the movie. And it's why? always, why do they do that? Yeah. yeah. That, and that, that happens a lot. It does. It happens a lot. And I just, I don't get it, especially with the stage show that was a, as successful as this was. I mean, right. obviously, it's a hit. You're making it into a movie for some reason. There's, you know. But you have a theory of why they do this. Oh, well, I, I mean, I think they just do it so that they can enter that best original song right. category of the Oscars. You, uh-huh. know? Um, you put that best original song in there, and it's like, well, we have to have an original yeah. song. But, okay, so, so if it's the f- best original song, 
Does it? It can't be from Broadway. It can't. It could not be, have been performed on stage. It has to before? be originated in the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh well, okay. So, yeah. so yeah. But that so I, that really um, that really prevents a lot of great music. Oh yeah, it does. Uh, from being recognized. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean, you still have another category for best song or best whatever, and then you have like yeah. original song, like you know, there's. But that kind of makes that that category. Kind of cheesy yeah, to me. It does. I mean, uh, if you're if you're writing something specifically so that you can enter it for that, I mean, really, that it's not to serve the plot, it's not to serve the film as a, overall. It's just really trying as a nod to the academy, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, uh, while we're on this Broadway track here, I, I didn't know Jack Guilford actually originated. The yeah, of hysterium. Yeah, hysterium. Yeah, and he's no great. Idea. In this. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Now uh, I remember him from the '60s. Uh, you know, he did a lot of television. Yeah, but uh, he always plays this kind of character. Uh, he was he was in all the great. He was in the Cracker Jack commercials. <laughs> okay, and he doesn't speak at all. You know, he's just <laughs> reacting, and he's, he's such a great actor that you know he gets this you know little thirty second plot you know uh, across. Uh, he's also in Cocoon. Uh, he plays. Oh, yeah. uh, he plays the one that stays behind. Yeah. He says, "This is my home. I'm. I'm going to stay here." Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, let's talk a little bit about Phil Silvers um, oh, because there's it. a pretty funny bit that I read in the trivia stuff for this movie, and uh-huh. I had no idea. It doesn't give all the details, right? But apparently, he got a little miffed. At something. At we something, don't know what. Don't know what. And he locked himself in his trailer and refused to come out. As many actors do. <laughs> uh, or, uh, yeah, grand dames, you know. <laughs> um, but apparently, um, when director Richard Lester asked um, an understudy uh-huh. to step in and do who the role. Who had played the part. Who had played the part. On Broadway. On Broadway. Once Silver's heard of that, all of a sudden he had a new found enthusiasm for the project. <laughs> Ta-da! And, Here I am. Uh, yeah, so he uh, he uh, did great. But yeah, he also like it's like we said earlier, he did the 1972 uh-huh. um, revival and, and played Sudius. And he, he is so good yeah. in uh, you know, everything he did. Everything, I love yeah. him in uh, "It's a Mad, 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 Mad World." Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sergeant Bilko, of course, you know, was great in that. But oh, yeah. uh, Phil Silver's just a. Uh, a magnificent talent. Yeah. I, I really love his work. Yeah, he's he's great. Um, there's a, We've talked about stuff being cut from this movie and stuff being added to this movie. Um, the line was one a good year, <laughs> as um, they would know, right? As they yeah. would know, uh-huh. like, you know. Back was that a good year? Was but one? There's a misnomer. Okay, so there's a misnomer on that that uh, you know, that they wouldn't if you're real you know which you wouldn't really hold this to factual uh, but uh, they uh, year year one would not have in 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 the uh, anno domine right they right. they wouldn't it was really the year 525 <laughs> because romans didn't go by the death of christ in in right. eight, in their dating right. they went by for the founding of rome right. which is 525 years before the crucifixion. Yeah. So, uh, really, uh, we would be in the year right now, 27, I, I looked, I did the, I just pulled the calculator nice, out nice. of order. 2745 awesome. is the year we are in the common era, <laughs> right, that we're in now. Well, then I say we just move to the future. <laughs> we're back to the future, back baby. Back to the future. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I, I thought it was interesting to read that the reason they took out some of those songs was because movie musicals were losing popularity in the 60s. Yeah. And I thought they were, like, huge in the 60s. You know? Well, you had, you know, and movies were changing, too. So, yeah. I mean, like, Paint Your Wagon was a music, you know, about that era. Um, uh, but there weren't a whole lot. I mean, really, the big... Uh, I think the what, 30s and 40s were the zenith yeah. of movie musicals. Yeah, those big Busby Berkeley or from oh, the 20s, yeah. right? Oh, and then yeah. you had uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein. Oh yeah, through the 40s. And, and yeah, those great yeah. Uh, musicals at MGM. But uh, yeah, it was real. The popularity is starting to starting wane, to and it really has never recovered right. since. Yeah, although there's been some great. Movie sure. musicals. I mean, even in modern years. I mean, oh, yeah? just, just Rocky great. Horror Picture Show. <laughs> of course, <laughs> the best, <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> Which we had Leo G. Carroll in um, yes. North by Northwest last week. You yep. know, uh, I was dying to say, barrel. yeah, yeah. Till Tarantula took to the jokes, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yes. Rocky Horror. We're jokes. nerds. Inside We're nerds. Jokes. We're theater nerds. <laughs> it's okay. Everybody knows it by now. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so the reason Zero Mostel agreed finally to re to to do this role as, yeah. to repeat his Broadway success um, was he demanded directorial approval. Yeah, he's got really it. got him over a barrel. Yeah, he got it. Yeah, yeah, he chose Richard Lester. He chose Richard Lester. But the others were oh, there's some great names. I yeah. think. I mean, like he he gave him a list of like five or six people and said it has to be one of these directors. Uh-huh. His list included not only Lester, <laughs> uh, Richard Lester, who got the right, but it also included Orson Welles, a great world class <laughs> world director. Yeah, pretty yeah. good. Pretty good. He's okay. Charles Chaplin, pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, yeah, not bad. He's done a few. Not bad. Mike Nichols, uh-huh. Seth Holt. I mean, some big names, you know, huge names. So yeah, but uh, but yeah, Richard Lester got the Giants job in the business. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. but you know, the, they were constantly rewriting the script. Yes. Um, you know, so you got this great director, but uh, you know, a cameraman. Yeah. One of the one of the cameramen was helping rewrite the script. Now you've got a, a really successful Broadway play, and again, you know, like we said, they knocked out all a lot of the a lot of the songs. Right. You know, what are you doing? You're yeah. Re- Re, you know, rebuilding the plane in flight. Yeah. Why? Why do that when you've got box office gold already? Already. And they and don't get me wrong, this movie is box office gold. I mean, this is a great movie. Yeah. But it could have been even better, in my opinion, because you could have really held on to those stage show songs. Right. And, and I don't know. I just again, I'm just partial to the stage well, version. I'm a theater still. nerd, but but still, it's just. Oh, yeah. man, it's just, yeah, don't change everything. Right. We're changing everything. Zero Mustel <laughs> said he was dissatisfied. Yeah. You know, but it's a huge hit. It, you know, this film, when it came out, 66, was an enormous hit and uh, and remains a favorite. Oh, remain, yeah, of oh, course. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, all right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the time on this so movie. So soon, all So right? soon. Unless, unless you've got more. Well. Tell us more. Tell us more. Let me tell you. Okay, so. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Please tune in next week um, as we bring you some more detailed movies. For another thrilling episode another of the Movie Club Podcast. <laughs> so, all right. Until next week, we will see you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. 
You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn.